I'm Kyle Mylan, and after 20 years in manufacturing, nobody knows more than me about industrial marketing and technical sales. Nothing was blocking me. I was the problem, the only one stopping me. I didn't like it, I had to refocus. Now I'm devoted, I know where I'm going. Controlling emotions, I'm owning the moment. In order to get it, see, you gotta want it. This type of filmmaking never breaks. It's Tuesday, but today we are doing our live because yesterday was a holiday. Happy holiday, America. Any tips for a recent graduate trying to get into industrial and mechanical sales engineering? And so if you are a recent grad and you have some sort of engineering degree, you really have two paths to get into sales and technical sales. Number one is take that engineering degree and go into any sort of sales support role, whether that's a project engineer, a sales associate, a support engineer, somebody that's supporting the sales team. So you got, if you're an industrial and manufacturing, you've got the sales team that's out there, sales engineers, business dev managers, biz dev specialists, whatever their, their title is. You've got them out in the field selling, and then they want to kick it back to the support team of project engineers, quoting engineers, things like that. They're going to support them to take the prospect from a prospect into a customer. So you, if you can't get into it from a sales standpoint, then you want to go into those support roles. Now, those of you that are selling tech in SaaS and things like that, I know that I always get these comments like, oh, this is not a sales engineer. A sales engineer is different when you come to SaaS and, and software and stuff like that. It's all pretty much the same. Whether your title is different, it doesn't matter. The person selling, I'm sure they have support teams on the software side, product engineer, sales support engineer, something like that. Take your technical knowledge and turn it into a support position to support the sales team. That's one, going to give you experience with a company in the industry that you want to work in. Number two, that's going to give you experience in their sales process and understanding the product and the service that you're trying to sell. And then when opportunity comes up, you want to slide into a sales position. It's a lot easier for an employer to be like, I'm going to take Joe, who's a product engineer or a project engineer, and I'm going to slide him into a sales position. That's a very common path, especially in industrial manufacturing, being a project engineer or project manager that has a technical mindset and has technical experience to support the salesperson, for them to then go into a sales role, it's like the first place that if I'm a manager, I'm a VP of sales and marketing, I'm going to look at that support team and say, which one of you wants to go into sales? Because it's going to be a, a shorter path to get you up to speed and start selling if you know how to sell. Now, what I would say is that if you're going directly after a sales role, the salesperson is going to ask you hard questions and be like, hey, man, you don't have any sales experience. What makes you think that you can compete with the guys that do have sales experience? This is when you could say, hey, look, I know I don't have a lot of sales experience, but I follow this dude, Kyle Mylan, and he's got this company called Technical Sales University, TSU, and I took his course and I learned all this information. Here's my notebook of information on how to prospect, how to pitch, how to sell, how to build lists, how to use social to influence. And I got all this from Technical Sales University, and I've already started to build up my connections on LinkedIn with people that I could potentially help and improve and offer them services or products that will help solve their problems for them within demographics that I feel like you guys would want to go after or you currently do go after. I started already building up my profile, man. That's how I would answer the question if you have no sales experience. Or you could say, I did an internship. Go into an internship for a manufacturing company and try and just do a sales support role. I'm trying to generate leads with large companies. When I call, I'm transferred to someone that barely has enough time to even give me the company email. 
what can I do to make these people understand that I'm worth their time? You've got a gatekeeper, right? Somebody that answers the phone. A lot of times this stuff's automated at big companies. So if you are talking to somebody, the first thing I would do is understand, like you already know they barely have any time. Like they're just flipping through the phone answering it. They barely have any time. Relate with them on that. Get down to the personal level. You're not looking to try and just pull information from them. You're trying to have some sort of initial conversation where you can be personable and you can relate to them. Like, look, I know you get a million of these phone calls of people being like, hey, can I get the email address for this person? Look, I'm trying to make this conversation as short and sweet and to the point as possible. Can you tell me who's in charge of this? You know, make them laugh. Tell them a joke. Be like, how many times have you answered this question last week? Like, get them to open up a little bit to spend 30 seconds with you because time is money to them and they've got to run through all of those phone calls that come in. So understand that and just be like, try and tell a joke, try and get to, to relate to them. Be like, can you tell me who's in charge of this? If they don't know the answer, try and rephrase the question. Like, if I was to say, I want to handle all the cleaning services at your facility, is that handled by somebody in operations? Um, yeah, you know, I think the cleaning services, that'd probably be Joe, who's our operations manager. Okay, great. Can you give me Joe's last name? And then just leave it at that. Don't try and ask for five things in the initial conversation. His name is Joe Smith, and he's in operations. Now that you have that information, you can go and do some research on your own. Now, if your company pays for an elite service like zoominfo.com, then you can just go and search it, get his phone number and his email. If you don't have that, you go to LinkedIn. Once you have a name, all you need to do is go to LinkedIn. Go to LinkedIn, look up who that person is, look at their title, and then send a connection request to them. You're not trying to sell them. You're just trying to send a connection request. Then you can call back the next day or two days later and be like, hey, I'm trying to get in, in touch with Joe Smith. I've left him a couple of voicemails, but I'm thinking that maybe he's not at his desk a lot. Is there any chance you can give me his email address? A lot of times they're going to say no. And you can Google search and try and find it or try and find somebody else that works at that company and be like, oh, so how are they doing emails at that company? Is it first name dot last name at their domain? Is it first initial last name at the domain? Is it just their last name? Is it last name dot first name? Once you figure that out, it's typically a good process to say, I'm going to assume that it's the same for other people. That's usually how the company IT departments do it. Sometimes they'll do something like, well, that person has a hyphenated name or a split name, or they're like a Mick something or a Van something. Sometimes they'll do those a little bit differently. Or if they have two people with the same name, Joe Smith, maybe one of them's Joe M. Smith because they're using middle initial. Like there's a lot of different ways to do it, but First and foremost, just try and get one piece of information from that person every single time that you call. But you can't be like, all right, hey, it's me. I'm back. It's Kyle again. Hey, Susie. I'm sure your day's busy. Last week, I asked you for the name. This week, I'm going to ask you for his extension or for his email address. Don't play it off like that. Get the name. Ask if you could be connected to them, their extension to leave them a voicemail. Leave them the voicemail. Try and find them on LinkedIn. Send them a connection request. Hey, Joe, just left you a voicemail. Wanted to connect with you on here because I think we could do, I provide some valuable content. Then once they accept the connection request, then you can start sending them pieces of information. Not from a sales standpoint, you're trying to provide value. So, hey, we just wrote this article. We have this video, whatever, whatever. I'm going to shoot it over to you. I think you might get some value out of it. Delay the direct sale until after you provided some piece of valuable information to them. If I'm writing a sales email, how can I stand out as real and not spam? 
Is it too much to take a friendly or humorous approach instead of a professional one? So like there's a couple things out there. I get hit with these a lot, but people are doing these things where it's like a GIF of you holding up a notebook with their name on it. And it's like, hey, John, hey, John. And like, I literally just got one this morning, which there's some automation plays there where they can change the name on it at a quick speed to where it doesn't look like you just recorded a video. If you want to get super personal and, and really show that you're not automation, because not many people are using this automation trick of shooting a generic video that looks like it's going to be personal to you, but it's not. There's a company called Vidyard that HubSpot integrates with to where you can shoot a video. I would say shoot, if you want to be super personal, shoot a video from your, either from your phone or from your computer webcam and just be like, hey, Joe, it's Susie or it's John. I, I just wanted to send this quick personalized video to explain that like I went through your website or I saw that you guys are doing this and this is how we can improve this or you guys have this service. Have you ever had, quite, had any issues with this aspect of it? Do you need somebody to clean your facility? Do you need somebody to come in and update your ISO registration? Whatever it is, if you shoot a video, that is the most personal, that's the best way to stand out and just put it in there like, hey, I just shot this video, click the link below or if you can have the image of you in there as a thumbnail that they click and open. There's tons of softwares out there to where you can quickly go through it. Vid, I think it's Vidyard, which integrates with HubSpot. They're integrated to where you can shoot the video and send it an email right away. That's a great tool. I'm sure that there's dozens of others out there, but you want to look for video email marketing software to capture a video live. That, If you really want to stand out, that's the best way to do it because sending text, it's like, I was just on your website and then like from an automation standpoint, I've done that so many times where it's like, I was just on your website and then put in parentheses what their website is that's just pulled from a variable within the database of like HubSpot or whatever, where it says insert website for this company name, insert company name. You can do that at scale. It's not really that personal. So if you really want to stand out, shoot a video or connect with them on LinkedIn and then shoot a video and send it to them on LinkedIn. That will definitely get you noticed. How would you suggest I convince my company to start doing LinkedIn Lives? The best way to convince an industrial manufacturing company that keep in mind, like you always have to understand the mindset of who you're trying to sell to, right? People are like, I'm not a salesman. You're, everybody's a salesman. Whether you're selling your boss on a promotion, you're selling your spouse on doing something they want to do, everybody is in sales. So you so look at it from a sales standpoint. What is their mindset? What are they used to? What types of obstacles are they going to have to overcome? What are they going to say back to you when you ask them this question? You have to have the foresight to be able to say, this is what I know what they're going to say, so how can I craft this in a way that gets them to respond positively to my question or something that I need? You always have to think about it from that standpoint. Manufacturing and industrial people, they are old school. And by old school, I mean they're using traditional media, traditional marketing, typically, where they're just used to doing it the same way that they've always done it. Email marketing, eh, some of them still do it. They think that it's okay, but it's not great. Are they doing videos? No, not the way that like MFG Tribe does videos where we're doing like 50 of them a year for a company. They're doing like one every couple of years and they cost, they spend 10 grand on it. So they're not doing videos. They're not doing anything progressive with LinkedIn. So if you come to them and you're like, hey, I think we should do LinkedIn Live, they're gonna be like, eh, I don't really know. So knowing that, go in and do it yourself at a personal level. Apply to be a LinkedIn broadcaster from your personal profile and then just go live. They can't, 
stop you from going live on your LinkedIn profile, right? So go into it and be like, I'm going to come up with a show. The show's going to be, I go live once a week and it's going to be the stories about what I see as I visit factories and companies and plants throughout the U.S. on a weekly basis and problems that I solve or the top five issues I face this week or my customers have faced this week to overcome these obstacles. Whatever it is, you're going to do it on your own and you're just going to go out and do it once and then do it a second time and then do it a few, four, five, six times and then look at the results and then you go to them and you say, look, boss, I've been doing these LinkedIn Lives. I know you're not on LinkedIn a lot, so you probably haven't seen them, but I've been doing these LinkedIn Lives, and i got to tell you, man, it's been, it's been pretty good. I've gotten a couple people that said, hey, we need that too, or that's the same issue that I have, and it sparked a few conversations. I really think that we should invest into doing LinkedIn Lives from the company page because we have more followers or because we can reach a broader audience or because then we can expand the scope of it. And I was listening to Kyle Mylan's videos and notice that his company does this for other companies. And we want to bring in MFG Tribe to manage our LinkedIn lives for us. And so that way it's taking the ownership. They're, they're not fearful. It's like, I've got somebody else that's going to do this. Or if you're just going to do it on your own, you're like, dude, I'm an expert now. This is how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it from the company page. First, come to them with the results of saying, I've already done this three, four, five, six, ten 10 times. This is what came from it. Now, if you do it three, four, five, six, ten 10 times, and nothing comes from it. Nobody watches it. Nobody goes through. Nobody asks you questions. No brand awareness campaigns have increased. Nobody's come into your pipeline. Then you want to make sure that don't go to them and say, I tried it. It failed. Like I know it's going to work for you. Then you just adjust your strategy. You need to send invites out. You need to build your network more. Get connection requests out to people that you can potentially help and then send out those invites once you get some results, then you go to them and say, I want to do this with the support of the company and do it from the company page. And this is what I'm expecting. Can you just let me try it for, I don't know, let me try it once a week for two months. If nothing comes from it, I won't ask you again, but I've got this strategy that I've learned from Kyle that I think can work and I want to try implementing it. So that is the answer. But first, do it yourself and prove the results and give them something to think about because they're just going to poo-poo on and be like, LinkedIn Live, that's for influencers. That's not going to work. That's typically what they're going to say. So that's what I would do. And, and from a topic standpoint, on the call I had today with this company out of Germany, it was like, what are we going to talk about? I don't know if I've got personalities that are as cool as you, Kyle, to be able to talk on camera. I'm like, look, you've got product development engineers. You've got marketing managers. You've got VPs of engineering. They give presentations to potential customers, right? Yes, they do. They do them through video, right? where they're going through a pitch deck? Yes, they do. That is exactly what you could do on a LinkedIn Live. Take the person that's used to talking to people through a video camera. The only difference is, is that they're not going to get that instant feedback, right? Because there's delays and because people won't always attend and because there's going to be comments. You don't want to be reading through the comments. So they're not going to have a person that's like, hey, Joe, I've got a question about that slide. Like it's not going to come in that live format. But if you've already got people that are used to doing that, they could do that on a live. So just be like, hey, I just need two people that can give a 15-minute pitch. This week, we're going to talk about this service or this product. I'm going to use the product development engineer. I'm going to use the VP of engineering, whatever it is. You're going to give the presentation. Somebody else is going to manage the actual live. You don't have to answer all the questions, but if you once you get comfortable, you can that come through. And then next week, I'm going to take this person, this design engineer, this operations manager, and they're going to talk about this service or this product that we offer. 
That's all it is, is you're trying to provide relevant information. It's basically like doing a webinar for public people to see. I mean, that's basically what it is. Once I explain it to them, they're like, oh my God, that's a great idea. We're not doing that and neither are competitors. Boom, there we go. That's a potential customer that we will probably close in the next few weeks. Guys, we come live twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Be sure to tune into our live tomorrow where we'll be talking about something related to sales and marketing once I figure it out after the show. As always, go to the YouTube channel, subscribe to it, turn on notifications, and we will see you on the next one. Well, that's it for this episode. If you got value out of it, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with one person you know. And if you can, leave me a review because it really helps me out. If you want to check out my other content, go over to YouTube. I've got a channel over there as well as find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook under my name, Kyle Mylan. I will see you on the next one.